Hello and welcome back to the True Blue Sporting Podcast and in the round three preview for the 2022 NRL season. We'll jump straight into it with the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Cronulla Sharks on Thursday night. few outs for both of these sides with McCulloch and Bird just being out for the Dragons and Mulatalo and Wilton being out for Cronulla. I think the losses for Cronulla will impact the side more than St. George. As I said in my review of round two, St. George really impressive in their loss against the defending premiers. And they've really impressed me to start the season. They're doing what they have to do. But my biggest concern with St. George is further on down the track. I think the attack that which they're playing at the moment is flowing. The likes of Sloan, Amone and Hunt are working really well together. And if they can continue that, they will put points on in this matchup. But I worry about how they're going to, they're going to defend the attack of Nico Hines and Will Kennedy, who have been working in tandem out at the Shire. They've looked really, really sharp, Cronulla. Obviously, they lost the game in round one, a game which they should have won, and they should have come away with the victory, and then they got the job done in the very last minute. Some would say they've been very scrappy, and they've just got over the line, and as I had Xander on the other day, and he said, you know, they could easily be 0-2, but they could be 2-0 at that same state. So, Cronulla are looking very, very impressive for mine. If we look at the total matchups that these guys have had, it's obviously a derby. These two clubs hate each other. They're next door neighbours with the Shire and the Illawarra. They do not like each other. And their matchups, matchups and how close they are in terms of wins and losses shows that. With 48 matches, Cronulla have won 24 and St. George Illawarra Dragons with 23 victories and one draw in there. These matches are usually tight, tight affairs. And if we're looking at this matchup, I don't see anything else happening because they have both been playing so well. You can sit on the fence with this matchup, but I'm going to go with Cronulla to take the victory. I just think they have too much star power and too much firepower for the likes of the Dragons. And I think the likes of Hines and Kennedy will win the battle of Hunt and Sloan. So it's this matchup is shaping up to be how does the 7-1 and one of both sides go? And whichever 7-1 and one controls and plays the attacking football will win this matchup for mine. And I'm going to go Cronulla to win this one in an extremely tight one. 6 o'clock on the Friday night is the New Zealand Warriors up against the West Tigers. This is um, at Campbelltown Sports Stadium, the Tigers' first outing there this season. And both of these teams, they really have to go and find a victory somewhere. Big, big dangers for them if they fall to 0-3. So we're only in round three, but this is shaping up to be a must-win contest for both sides. The Tigers, they're going to miss their main man, Jackson Hastings, who has been their best player within the first two rounds. He has been suspended for three weeks for a lifting charge and a dangerous tackle on the fullback from Newcastle last week. Tex Hoy. A bit harsh to see three weeks seeing some of the tackles which we have seen got off um, in this season, but it was dangerous and it did deserve some time on the sideline. Talangi is also out for the Tigers in that back row spot, who has been impressive since coming into the starting side for Luke Garner, who comes back into the side to replace him. For the um, Warriors, Ash Taylor is out of the side and Cody Nikarima comes into the side at halfback. So They've had three matchups now, and they've had three different halves pairings, and that just that just shows that there are so many problems at the Warriors at the moment. 
There's been a lot of talk about the Tigers during this week. Obviously, after their performance at Newcastle, it came to air that Dane Laurie and James Roberts had spent time at a Newcastle pub on the Saturday night playing the pokies. I don't think that's that big of a story considering the fact that they weren't drinking and they got home at 10 o'clock and it's only being highlighted because they are playing so poorly on the football field. If you look at the Tigers this week, they've been saying that their performance last week was not good enough and rightfully so because it was absolutely disgraceful. But they copped so much criticism, the Tigers. They copped it from every single news outlet, every single um, show on Fox League, on NRL, um, on 9 NRL. They've copped it from every direction this week. So will we see a siege mentality and then work and bind in together? Or will we see, see them capitulate like we have seen in previous seasons? You know, the Warriors um, have won their last three contests against the Tigers. So you could say they have um, they have the advantage going into this matchup. But this is just, they're both sides are desperate. So you really don't know what's going to come. Who knows what's going to happen when these two teams line up against each other. You could go either way, the Warriors or the Tigers. I think the Warriors, the pressure needs to be put on the Warriors because the first season they spent in Australia full-time, it was like, okay, it's a COVID-interrupted season. They haven't been home. Let's cut them some slack. The second season was a bit of the same. But this is the third season now. They've had the consistency of staying there. Their families are now over. They need to show up and play, and a pressure needs to be put on that organisation to perform because you can't be using COVID as an excuse for this long. Um, I think if they lose this matchup, that talk needs to happen. But if the, if the Tigers lose this matchup, you know that they the first headline on Saturday morning is going to be Madge Maguire needs to be sacked from the club. And that's where the Tigers are at the moment. This is a must-win game at home. And people would be expecting a much better performance from them this week. And with that considered, I'm going to lean towards the Tigers. That is probably because we need the victory and the job needs to get done by Michael Maguire's men and the Warriors. They haven't been overly impressive, but at least the Tigers have been good in patches. At 8 o'clock on a Friday night, it is a blockbuster clash between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Sydney Roosters. Another chapter in the Book of Feuds will be written, and this chapter has the capabilities of being one of the spiciest yet, with Latrell Mitchell coming up against his former club, and the first time since the Joey Manu incident last season where he did fracture his cheekbone. In that game, there was no Radley, there was no Warrior Hargrove, so there was no get square. But this is the opportunity for the Roosters boys to get square at Latrell Mitchell and expect fireworks if they get a hold of him. I think whoever wins this matchup is going to be the side who keeps their head and keeps their cool. And the reason I'm going to lean towards the Sydney Roosters is because who's going to do that for South Sydney? Who's going to be the person that reigns in Latrell, reigns in Cody Walker? Obvious answer is people will look to last year and go, well, that's Reynolds' job. That's what Reynolds would have done. And people will say, oh, they can't do that now because Reynolds isn't there. This matchup is huge for Cameron Murray. It is his first cross-town rival, um, cross-town derby game, and this could show his captaincy. We all know how good Cameron Murray is and how good he is from leading from the front. So I'm going to predict a massive game from the South Sydney Rabbitohs captain and just... his. 
if South Sydney get the job done, he's going to have to lead from the front and then control the likes of Latrell because they're going to be coming for Latrell big time. James Tedesco spoke in the media earlier in the week. The last time these guys came up against each other in the first round, they were looking to get square at Jai Arrow for an incident in the Origin Arena. So they've spoken about it, and they look like they're going to control their aggression. And if they can control their aggression, I'm going to go the Sydney Roosters. Sydney Roosters, they were impressive against Manly, a very, very good performance. They look to get back to their structure and their shape and what works for the Sydney Roosters. South Sydney, they were impressive in the last 15 minutes. They've made the change, which I, which I think they should have done with Paulo moving over to the right wing and Tane coming into the centres. And this match, it's going to be Latrell versus everyone. I cannot wait for this contest. It is going to be an absolute war and who knows what's going to happen. It, it's one of those contests which you just have to tune in for and it's got all the capabilities for one of the best chapters going into the Book of Feuds. I'm going to go the Sydney Roosters in an extremely, extremely tight contest. The first game on Saturday is the Penrith Panthers and Newcastle Knights at Bathurst. Now, the Penrith Panthers, they're missing a lot of players. Nathan Cleary was named in the 24-man squad. He has, he has today been ruled out by coach Ivan Cleary. Fisher-Harris is out. Toto is out. And also, Liam Martin has been ruled out with injury. So they're four very, very key players for, Pan, for Penrith. But then if we look at Newcastle, Daniel Saifidi's back. Ponga's back. So they're... Um, adding some very good quality players into their ranks. This is the make or break for Newcastle. Newcastle, they've started the season off very well. There's been a lot of talk of Clifford and Clune and how good their combination is, how good Gagai is going. There's been a lot, a lot of commentary around that. But this is the game. They're going up against the defending premiers. If they're going to show the competition that they mean business in 2022, they have to get the job done today. Uh, they have to get the job done on Saturday. And if they don't, they could be uh, pretenders and just be in the bottom and fight for the bottom eight. But who knows? Like, Ponga coming back into the side, he can win a game of football on his own. But Newcastle, they're playing so well together. They're playing team football. Everyone's getting in touch. And it's just allowing them to freely move the ball. And then their defence. Their defence hasn't been talking spoken about as much as their attack they've conceded only two tries this season and they've both been in the last 10 minutes of the game so their defense has significantly improved they've always had the attacking prowess with best ponga now gagai comes in but their defense has been the biggest concern and their defense has improved out of sight i don't think we could have expected this out of newcastle and it's not being spoken about enough because their defense is what winning them games at the moment because against the tigers they did drop the ball very very often and they gave the tigers an opportunity to come back into that game but they defended their errors and they got the job done penrith panthers they've just looked good in both of their outings but this is a test for them there's a lot of players out. Look for the likes of Viliami kick out a stand-up. He has had a fantastic start to the season, and he will be. they will be relying on him to add the spark in the attack. Isaiah Yo as well. With no Fisher-Harris, he will be the leader of that four-pack. He is the best number 13 in the competition. And he, with the likes of Nathan Cleary out, Isaiah Yo is so fundamental to that side that the impact isn't felt as much as it should be because Nathan Cleary, there's no question about it. He's the best halfback in the comp, but they're still doing what they're doing. And that's because of their lock, Isaiah Yo. 
Although they do have a lot of players out, I'm going to lean towards the defending premiers to get the job done and then just scrap their way to victory. Now, this contest is extremely exciting to me. It's the Melbourne Storm up against the Parramatta Eels. The Storm, they're missing a few players. Grant's con um, contracted COVID. Wishart's out. And the impact of Grant will be felt because of how good he did play when he came back into the squad last weekend against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. However, Brandon Smith did train uh, during the week, so he's a chance to fill that number nine spot. But um, I think the loss of Grant is going to be massive. Uh, he has the capabilities to take this competition by storm. And obviously, Brandon Smith was the uh, hooker of the year last year. But I think their attack changes when um, Grant and there's their, their attack's better when Harry Grant's in there. Munster's going to have to stand up in this game big time um, because it's Cameron Munster. He is the man. When he is firing, they are firing. But they've got the likes of Hughes, Pappenhausen. They have plenty of cattle there, and they will be just fine in this contest. If we look at the Parramatta Eels, they've had a bit of... Um, They've been very successful against the Melbourne Storm in previous matchups, and this has the capabilities of being an extremely tough matchup for the Melbourne Storm. Parramatta have looked good in season 2022. They completed at 80%, uh, 87% in their loss to Cronulla, uh, but their defence is just a little bit off for mine. They're just not at the defensive capabilities which they need to be to compete against the big sides. This is going to be a test for Parramatta, but I think they can take it, and I think they are going to get the job done. I'm tipping Parramatta in this contest, and that's because they are just... They have a game style which has the capabilities of upsetting Melbourne. Melbourne like the game where it's through the middle of the field, they work down the centre of the field, then they play. Parramatta, they don't care about that. They'll look to move the footy. They'll look to take the game on, and that worries Melbourne defensively because... They move them side to side. They like the game where it's nice and in the center. They get the wrestle and they win the ruck. Parramatta, Nate, uh, Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses, they will sing the ball left and right with Gutherson linking up. And that has worried the uh, Melbourne Storm when they have played them in the past and it's going to worry them again. Um, it's a 5.30 kickoff and that's an afternoon evening game. Daylight saving still. So the sun's going to be out. It's going to be dry. And that is what will damage Melbourne if they get... If if Parramatta get the game they want, they will win. However, Melbourne, they are so good that they can control the game um, just by the switch of a button. And we saw that last Thursday. So if Parramatta get the game style they want, if it's moving around, if they can move the ball around, they're going to get the job done. And I'm going to predict that Parramatta win this contest against the Melbourne Storm. The Raiders and the Titans, well... Uh, isn't this a game which can go either way? You can't trust the Raiders and you can't trust the Titans. The Raiders last week, last week were disgraceful. They were poor against the Cowboys. There are no mistaking that. And the Gold Coast Titans, they were impressive against the Warriors. I really like the way they play. They're just a fun team to watch. They move the ball side to side and they just play what they see. That's what I like about the Titans. You can't trust the Raiders for mine. I just... Yes, they're at home there in GIO Stadium, and they very rarely lose there, and they are very strong at home. I just don't know if they can get the job done. The rate, uh, the Titans, they're going to struggle in these conditions. The two games which they have played are day footy. This is their first game at night. It's in Canberra. It's going to be cold. There's going to be a lot of dew on the ball. 
Will their attacking mindset and their attacking game style suit to this weather? That's to be seen. Um, and I think it could be impacted. Um, but I think they've got the front um, and middles to win the game. Tino uh, is going to be massive in this contest. Tino, if the Titans are to win, Tino's going to have to control that middle third of the field. Although um, the Titans, they have been impressive with the football, uh, defensively is still a big concern. They're willing to outscore teams and, and win uh, 30 points to 26. That's not going to work in Canberra. It's not going to work in these conditions. They're going to have to grind out a victory here if they're going to get the job done. I think they will get the win, so I'm going to go the Gold Coast Titans to win. But it's just going to have to be a very different style. They're going to have to prove that they can play a different way. And that's my biggest concern. I think their game style suited to day footy, but I just can't trust Canberra at the moment, and that's why I'm going to tip the Titans. It's more I can't trust Canberra uh, because they are too inconsistent with their performances. So I'm going to go with the Gold Coast Titans to get the victory. It's a bit of a derby round this week with the Sunday 4 o'clock kickoff being at Suncorp Stadium with the Brisbane Broncos coming up against the North Queensland Cowboys. And in this matchup, Brisbane versus the Cowboys, it does not matter about form going into it because it, whatever it is, these guys just grow another level when they play each other and they have had some in thrilling contest over the years, most notably that 2015 grand final. But in the seasons after that, they played somewhat like four one-point games, um, one-point games between them, and they just push each other to the limit. So this is going to be an extremely exciting contest in a day game at Suncorp, which doesn't happen often enough, but I think they need to schedule more games at Suncorp during the day. I think it's the best place to play day football. Brisbane, they're 2-0, and they've been really impressive. And the Cowboys, they got the job done against the Raiders, as I said earlier, and they looked good in that game. Um, but I think Brisbane, with the poise of Reynolds and the strike pl uh, power of Stags and um, Cobbo, they're going to get the job done. Jason Taumalolo has to... It's a very similar to uh, the Gold Coast against the Raiders, it's very reliant on Taumalolo in the middle third of the field. If Taumalolo is on, the Cowboys win because the Hammer and Holmes and uh, Dearden and Townsend, they're going to have time and space to play. So whoever wins this contest in the middle, it's shaping up as a beautiful contest between Taumalolo and Payne Haas. That is going to be exciting to watch. Those two big units go at each other head on and it's going to be... Um, it's going to be one of those things that you're just going to have to sit back and watch and see two people, one just reaching his peak of the powers in Haas and Taumalolo, who's had his peak, some would say, but he still has that in him. So that's going to be extremely exciting to see. I'm going to go Brisbane at home to make it 3-0. and Now, if you said, if you were to say Brisbane were 3-0 and at the start of the season, I would have said probably not. They wouldn't have beat Seas. I would have thought they were 2 and one considering their roster, but 3-0, and that is what's on offer here for the Broncos if they're willing to take it and with the victory against their crosstown rivals. The last game of the round is the Manly Seagulls up against the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Now, this one, not much to say on it. Manly should return to their traditional form of flat-track bullies. Manly are flat-track bullies, and they only dominate the sides at the bottom of the ladder and that's the truth and that's because 
of what we've seen. We haven't seen them do what they do against the top sides. I said it last week. They didn't do it against the Roosters. They did it good against Penrith. But they should get back to their ways against the Bulldogs. This is probably a good game for Manly just to get their attack back. They just haven't had that spark which they had last year. It just hasn't been there in season 2022. So this is a good opportunity for them to get it back. It's their first game back at um, Brookvale Oval, Four Pines Park, as it is now called. Um, so that will also help them. But it's a big contest for the Bulldogs. A lot of talk has been said about the Bulldogs being a top eight side this year. This is their first time that they're going up against one. Uh, they played the Cowboys. They played the Broncos. This is a test for them and a test which I'm very worried about. I think it could show um, how vulnerable the Bulldogs still are and how much concern there should be for the Bulldogs. So Manly are going to get the job done in a contest which is going to have the capabilities of being extremely ugly for the Bulldogs and show that they still have a lot of work to do. So to recap, I've got the Cronulla Sharks beating the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The Tigers finally getting the job done against the Warriors and to release a bit of that outside noise and pressure. The Roosters to win the Book of Feuds against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Panthers to get the job over the Knights, but I expect a big performance from Newcastle. Parramatta to get the job done over the Storm in my upset of the round. The Titans to go to Canberra and get the job done over the Raiders. Brisbane to win the uh, Queensland derby against the Cowboys. And Manly to batter the Bulldogs at Four Pines Park. Thanks for joining me on the True Blue Sporting Podcast. And I'll see you next time for my review of this round of footy and see how right or wrong I actually am.